Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 460. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today we got Kevin Rickstraw. Hey Kevin. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going it's going pretty well. I'm uh, getting into that Halloween spirit. I'm excited for the season. Mm-hmm. Love this time of year. Love it. Yes, sir. It's my favorite time of year, boy. Well, this week on the show, uh, we'll be getting into the Halloween spirit, I guess, with uh, taking a look at Ty West's Pearl, which had a special online screening earlier this week. A24 did one of their little uh, online events. Also be going over some of them watching on the watch list and this week's new releases in VOD, Blu-ray, theaters, all of that fun stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Please remember to review us on iTunes if you get a moment. That'd be great. Uh, new, just a reminder, new Save by the 90s is probably going to drop maybe this week, maybe next week. Uh, if it's this week, it'll be towards the end of the week. Just So just keep an eye on uh, the website for that. Getting into the review, talking about Pearl. This is written and directed by Ty West. Uh, Mia Goth is also a co-writer on this. I think that she's the main writer, actually, of this one. Um, because it looks like, according to IMDb, Ty West has a based on characters created by credit. And then Mia Goth is the, seems to be the main writer. I have a synopsis here. Backstory on how Pearl became the person she was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something tells me that's not the official synopsis. Uh, no, I mean Letterbox has a much better one. Yeah, but I, I like doing the IMDb ones because they're fun. Yeah, they're no, more they're more fun. Yeah. You know, they definitely are. They definitely are. I mean, it's not wrong. It's not. It's really not wrong, and it's a lot more fun. So we'll stick with the exactly. IMDb one. So this is a prequel to X, which came out. Uh, I guess it was just last year. I mean, I thought I, X came out this year. Oh, did it? Maybe it did. I thought he was banging these out. Like it was actually, I think it was this year. It was just earlier this year. Yeah. I, I think he like must have shot them all back to back to back. Cause there's three, there's a, it's a, tri- it's a trilogy. So yeah, yeah, X came out March 18th of this year. That's kind of wild. And the, the trailer for the new one is already out. The third one. Yeah. yeah, the third one's called Maxine. So uh, if so, anyway, if you saw X, uh, you have an idea of who Pearl is. And this movie is a, a prequel. It takes place in 1918, I believe. And it is sort of uh, the story of Pearl and her... Uh, how she came to to be to who she is, and um, Kevin, we'll start with you. What were your initial impressions of X or P- Pearl? Because you didn't see X yet, right? No, no. So I didn't see X. So this, so this is kind of interesting. In that, assuming that you will watch X at some point, you'll be watching them in chronological order. Well, I. It was interesting. Going into this, because I was like, wait, wasn't Mia Goth like one of the main characters in X? So, of course, I looked up X just just to get an idea of like 
what's going on here. And I see that, you know, the the film crew, the the house that they're going to is owned by Howard and and Pearl. So I'm like, okay, I, I got it. So I'm sure there's there's plenty of stuff in this movie that I that I was able to wreck like, oh, that's probably a callback to the movie X. Where like if I watched the X I'd be like, ah, oh, there's that yep, there's the crocodile or the gator. I got it. Yes. Which I'm assuming that there was probably some scene in X where someone was like, oh man, I got away. All I got to do is cross this body of water and then boom, gator. The gator definitely plays, we'll just say the gator definitely plays a role in X. Yeah. Um, maybe X is better, but this is like, I, I don't like this at all. (laughs) This is just, this is, I, there's something about like um, a horror movie, if you want to consider this a horror movie or a slasher type movie, where you're you're taking, you know, the slasher is the main character. Mm-hmm. It's just completely uninteresting to me because there's no surprise, like, and especially in this movie because there's not a ton of people in it and it's in a remote area, so you're just like, oh, she's probably going to kill this. Pr- yeah, oh, she killed him. Yep, kind of thought so. You know what I mean? Like, you you see it happening, and you're just like, yeah, she's she's gonna kill that. Yep, she did. There you go. And then you just move on to the next one. And I don't know. To me, it's just not exciting in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will give him. I will give him credit for like the style of it. I do like that it was kind of this like Technicolor mm-hmm. like throwback, and it kind of like when she's fairy tale feel to it. Yeah, like the yeah, like the um the audition scene I thought was a really good example of that. So it definitely it definitely has some like stylistic flair to it. Yeah. Uh so for me that stylistic flair was like really the only selling point. I I agree with you. I don't think that the the story here was just very interesting. X is way 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 better than this this felt like a little bit of an afterthought like it, this felt like it was more of a, a just a companion piece to x almost like 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 this shouldn't have been like a like a feature length film like maybe th- this could have been a short film and you 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 know you throw it in with the the blu-ray of x or something like that yeah, I think it yeah. probably would have worked a lot better as something like that, like a supplement rather than a f- like a full length film, because it's just yeah, it's just there's not a whole lot here. It, it, it Like you already know, you already know exactly the kind of especially if you saw X, you kind of, you know who yeah. this person <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> and it's like there's just not a lot here other than. Than the style, you know, that visual flair, which again, yeah. I loved. I loved the super bright, vibrant color in this. I mean, like, just this movie's just popping. It's yeah, just it, popping with color. It's really nice, you know, offset to the usual current state everything, of films. Yeah, every, yeah, everything we've been seeing lately where you're just like bathed in darkness. 
Mm-hmm. Like this, this movie, it's yeah, she's she's killing people in the bright sunlight. Let's just put it that way. But the thing is, like, I, there's just nothing new here. There's nothing we haven't seen before. Uh, I think that the character of Pearl is a good kind of villain character, but she works in X because X is a more it's it's shot like a more typical slasher movie. And where whereas X kind of harkens back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the atmosphere of that is just is much better. The horror elements of that are more pronounced, whereas with Pearl, there's not really I don't even I'd hesitate to even call it a horror movie. Really? There's some disturbing elements to it. Yeah, I loved I mean, I loved that split screen sequence that they that he did. Like I think that that was awesome. That yeah, that, that mirrored that mirrored splits. Oh my god! Everything that that was the best scene in the whole. Bit, yeah, it's just a little bit too late. Too little, yeah. too late. At that point where I was just like, oh, finally, something to catch my attention. That's kind of that's kind of how Ty West works, though. He is he is known for kind of like slow burn yeah. films where <laughs> where everything kind of builds up to a big like crescendo towards the climax, and that's. That's how this is, but like you said, it's just not, it's a, a little bit, it's too little too late, really. Yeah, and this is one of those, you know, right before we started it, my wife was like, oh, I, I saw this described as, as a slow burn. And she immediately followed that up with, which means that it's just going to be boring. And I was like, yeah, probably. And then it pretty much was. Yeah, I didn't. I, it's just, it didn't. It just wasn't enough for me. I didn't necessarily find it boring, but it is a little plotting. It's just because, again, you just know where it's going to go. There's no surprises (laughs) here. You know that she's disturbing. She's disturbed. And, you know, and when she's interacting with someone and you can see that the interaction is not quite going the way. (laughs) Yeah that she wants it to. So you're like, well, she's probably going to kill that person. And then, oh, guess what? It's just, you know, it's just nothing. There's just no excitement for me. I agree. I, and it's a, it's a shame too, because I think that so many other elements of this are done really well. Like the, like the score by Tyler Bates, I think is really done well and fits with the kind of old Hollywood vibe and uh, Mia Goth's performance is quite good. I mean, she definitely uh, goes all in on this character. She sure does. <laughs> she's pretty. She's pretty intense. She screams a lot. A she, lot of screaming. Yeah, I mean, she's great. She's a great performer. And I think that this is definitely a standout for her. She's quite good in X, too. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, there's just uh, not a lot going on here other than than the looks i think that this is a little bit of a style over substance situation yeah and to me there's just not enough style because there's a couple sequences and then the rest of it's just kind of you know cinematography is just pretty straightforward yeah she's just hanging around the farmhouse just just yeah just hanging out yeah i think i don't know i'd still 
probably give it a light recommend if you saw X and you liked X and want to kind of stay in this this world. I think that it's worth a look. I probably would wait until it's on some kind of streaming platform. Yeah. And again, like X is far and above like beyond what what this what this is doing. It's a very different type of movie too. I mean, X has a completely different style, a different aesthetic. It again pulls a lot of inspiration from Texas Chainsaw and it just uh, it's a very different movie. That one's kind of a slow burn too, but the thing is like you have a really good cast of characters propelling that and you don't know where things are going to go in that one. Yeah. So I I think that comparing the two, I don't I don't think it's a a great idea to compare the two because they are very different even though they're kind of set in the same universe. It's just uh one one of them is far is vastly more entertaining and uh so I I would definitely recommend X over this. Yeah, I could see X to me. Like, of course, I haven't seen it, but from what I can gather, just looking at the two, the information that's in front of me, X seems more like a horror movie. Like, Pearl just didn't really feel like a horror movie to me at all. No, it it wasn't. X definitely is a horror movie. But yeah, there you have it. That's Pearl. Uh, I think it's an interesting sort of idea to have this this trilogy it's it's almost like what they did with like fear street i kind of like this whole thing where where you're having these like horror trilogies and the next one takes place in the 80s so so i kind of kind of liking that but yeah i don't know this one this one fell a little yeah i just it doesn't it doesn't work for me when the the slasher is the main character. There's no, there's no tension to me with that when the focus is on them because you just know at some point they're going to kill somebody. Yeah, and I think like some sometimes like some movies make that work. I think that what they do in like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels when they focus on the family, I think at least those are entertaining. But I they still kind of eliminate all of the horror elements from it like all the the things that make it actually scary yeah let's say if you if you want to see something like that like henry portrait of a serial killer probably is one that which that that's one that's been on my list and i see it on lists all the time and i'm just like i don't think i can handle that it's intense man yeah i just i feel like it's too intense i just i don't i don't just never in that space you know, I wasn't for a really, really, really long time. Uh, it wasn't until it was on Shutter, and I think that it was um, on one of uh, Joe Bob Briggs, one of his things. I think that that's when I finally decided to watch it because I was like, okay, well, I'll have like the commentary in between, you know, like we'll take the yeah. take breaks and then talk about take the, the edge off. Yeah, take I was like, okay, I think that that'll make it easy. That'll make it more palatable. And it and it was still a disturbing film, but it was better to digest it that way. I could see that. 
All right, let's go ahead and give Pearl a score. For me, this is straight down the middle. I'm at like a a, a five on this one. That's kind of where I'm at, like a four and a half, five. Gorgeous, gorgeous movie, but just nothing there. Yeah. Nothing under the hood, man. Nothing under there. All right, let's go ahead and talk about some of what we've been watching. Oh, by the way, Pearl, I imagine that'll be on VOD soon. I noticed that A24 does this thing where they do like kind of a special online screening for a movie shortly before it's available uh, uh, to rent. So I would say that that should be available soon. All right. I didn't have a whole lot on my list this week. Uh, I did see a couple things. Uh, one being sometimes they come back. Directed by Tom McLaughlin. This is a this is a Stephen King. This is a '90s Stephen King. I think you saw this not too long ago, or you saw oh, this at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one's funny. <laughs> this is such a funny premise. <laughs> I needed. I was looking to occupy myself. I was. I was doing something. Uh, for the for the my new office and I was like just working on something it was like tedious and I, I wanted just to, to be watching something while I worked on it and I decided to give this a look it's on Tubi that's where I watched it Tubi uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed this I thought it was pretty fun it definitely has that that king that king vibe to it it's oh, definitely. if you're not familiar it's about um, this group of like greasers they're like bullies and there was an incident that occurred so it stars tim matheson and and when he was a youngin um there was an incident occurred that uh, these these bullies who ended up killing his brother also got they got killed by a train they got run over by a train and he moves back to his hometown and these these guys they come back from the the grave to exact revenge on him which is kind of funny that like the bullies who killed his brother come back for revenge on him mm-hmm. like just the the whole premise of it is just kind of kind of goofy definitely one of the more goofy king movies but still i think very very watchable very fun i just also that i think the goofiest part about this is like the greasers go to the school and no one thinks that's weird and they keep popping up and and i love how they're like oh this is a this person's a transfer from milford and they're like what's where's where's milford and it turns out it's like the cemetery but it's like did they not i mean there's like a proper procedure when it comes to transferring a student like not in this <laughs> they just they just show up they just, they just t- show up they just tell the principal like hey i'm a transfer from milford and the principal's like okay you can go into that class but also don't you think like if you're a high school greaser you die you come back to life like let's say me and you are greasers and we died and we come back to life and we're like we're gonna get revenge and we, it's, one of us throws it on the table of like, oh, well, we can like fake and roll into the school and all that. Don't you think the, it's someone it has got to be like, yeah, how about we just wait until like after school hours and we'll fuck them up. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't want to go to school. I'm dead. Fuck that. And also the, the fact that 
all of these other innocent kids get mixed up in this. Yes. Because they need to replace the kids. So so in order for one of them to come back, someone needs to be killed. Like, they need to swap, I guess. So they start killing off the other classmates and, like, replacing them. Which kind of makes me wonder, like, how the first one got in, you know? Like, how did how did the first one make it in? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's one of those movies that you try not to think about. You just... You just roll back. with it, yeah. You're just like, this doesn't make sense, but let's do it. And again, it's it's a short story, so there might have been a lot <laughs> added to this. Yeah, with not... They didn't think it through entirely, I think. They're just, you know, just slapping stuff together. Because why not? It's Stephen King. You're here for Stephen King. Oh, yeah. We got the mood. We got the setting. I'll feel. Don't get bogged down by logistics. Was this, I wonder, was this a TV movie? It had to be. Because it still feels like one. Yeah, because it had, it was like one of those deals where it felt like there were, uh, yeah, it's a TV movie. Because it, uh, I was going to say, because it felt like it had, like, the um, the commercial breaks baked into it, you know? Like, where there would mm-hmm. be these kind of, like, awkward fade-outs and fade-ins. Those are there. So, I kind of figured it was a TV movie. All right, well. Which, which is, this is something that you kind of miss as a kid. It seemed yeah. like there was always, like, some sort of Stephen King TV special. Like, every other month, just about. You don't, yeah, you don't get, like, the traditional, and the TV movies would just kind of pop up out of nowhere, too. Like, they would just be like, oh, tonight on NBC is a special presentation of the Langoliers, and you're just like, whoa. It's like, what? Yeah, TV was, TV was, it was a different time. It could be exciting at times. It could also be extremely dull. Oh, yeah. It's the trade-off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched uh, one Criterion collection or the Criterion Channel, I should say. They have a eighties eighties horror program. So there's a but there's like thirty some movies on there. So I had to take advantage of that and check something out. And sure enough, they had Jack Shoulders, the Hidden, the guy who directed the second Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. So I was pretty, you know, coming off the heels of that, I was pretty excited. The Hidden sounds pretty great. Got Kyle McLaughlin as an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's happening is average citizens, law-abiding citizens, just all of a sudden get very hedonistic and they just start stealing shit. They start killing people, stealing cars, robbing banks, just doing all sorts of stuff, just nonstop. They don't do anything else. They also love to listen to music really loud mostly heavy metal. Naturally. And so I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I got to check this out because they're being, they're being taken over by aliens is what's happening here. Okay. So I, I really feel that uh, David Lynch had to have seen this movie because some of the stuff in Twin Peaks, you're just like, well, it came from the hidden. It had to, because a Kyle McLaughlin is a weirdo FBI agent in this. He's just, he's bizarre. The opening sequence of this is one of the law-abiding citizens that's been taken over by this alien. It's just security cam footage of him walking into a bank 
and shooting a couple people and then he stops and you know there's no sound no nothing it's just that grainy black and white and it's him pointing the shotgun at the security camera blowing it out and then that's the cut to inside the bank and then him leaving taking on a big time chase and this movie's just this movie's pretty wild it's pretty fun it's not really a horror movie unfortunately so that was the only thing that was kind of disappointing with it being a part of this like 80s horror program on Criterion. Mm. It's more like a sci-fi action movie, if anything. There's like one or two body horror things when the when the alien switches bodies. But man, it's pretty damn. They introduce this big ridiculous flamethrower. They just like off the cuff, they're like, yeah, we got this off the street. And then it shows up later. And I don't know if I've been more excited to see a flamethrower <laughs> pulled out of the bag, you know? You're just like, oh, shit, that's a flamethrower from earlier. And then it's used with with great skill, and it's just exciting. And I think more movies should do that. Nice. Well, I added this to my watch list. The Hidden, 1987. I saw VHS 99. This came out this week on Shudder. I was pretty excited for this because VHS 94, I think, was like kind of a revitalization of that that horror anthology series it was it was quite good it's probably the best one i would say and vhs 99 uh just it wasn't there like this to me was a step back um the first i want to say three segments uh were not good at all uh and i didn't like them even in the slightest bit and then the last two segments were quite good. So they, they kind of brought it back for me towards the end. But, um, yeah. I, I, okay, so Flying Lotus does a segment, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's the one that he does. It's like, um, it's like Legends of the Hidden Temple. And during this, during this uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple thing uh one of the contestants like breaks her leg and it like ruins her life and then her parents end up kidnapping the host of the show and forcing him to go through this like evil twisted version of the same kind of like legends of the hidden temple obstacle course that she went through yes and it goes to it goes to a kind of an uh an interesting and very strange place the thing about it like it was fun, but it did, just didn't like the way that it ended made no sense at all. It was just, but it was at least kind of, it was out yeah. there. That one was we out there. More, we need more ideas like that. It seemed to be something that was just completely normal, yeah. you know, decades ago. You would have movies like that all the time. Yep. The other one that I liked quite a bit was from the uh, director of um, Deadstream. And it involved a documentary crew who was filming a, like a seance that was being performed by a coven of witches. And the, during the seance, they accidentally like let a demon in. And apparently this has like happened before. So they, they banish the demon back down to hell, but they accidentally send the two documentary filmmakers back with the demon so they end up in hell uh, also, and it's just about them trying to get back. 
And that one was very good too. Like that, like those, that one, it, those two kind of make it worth checking out. And then there's another one that involves a Medusa, which is, uh, yeah, that one's, that one's, uh, okay too. But the man, like the, the first, some of them are just so boring, I guess. And like, they're kind of, I don't know if it's actually, if they're actually shot on VHS, some of them, or they just like put on filters and stuff to make it look like it, but just crazy overboard with like the tracking effects and stuff like that. And like digital, like distortion and shaky cam and stuff like that. It's just too much. And, um, the wraparound thing, if you want to even call it that, is like basically non-existent in this one. Like it just doesn't even make sense. The whole kind of concept of this one is that you just find this tape and it has a whole bunch of stuff taped on it. So like, you know, like back in the day when you would record something on a tape, it would have tons of stuff like you would, cause you would tape over things. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. how this one is like in between the segments, you have this kid who's making like stop motion videos and it's his brother's camera that he's using but it's just not yeah it's not great but so a couple good segments a couple interesting things here some good makeup work and and effects work across the board Um, but overall eh, not not great just not not too great interesting yeah I am curious to. Uh, I kind of wonder if that would have worked out better if I would have enjoyed that more than Pearl, you know, because since it was the original, what we were going to cover. We yeah, we were going to cover VHS originally. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean, I think that you would have enjoyed. I mean, you kind of like the, still the, have the, the ability to watch it if you want. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. It's not like it went away, um, but. I think you'll you would like some of them and not others. Like, like the Flying Lotus one sound like it's an interesting concept, but it's just not very fun to watch. Like, it's super gross. You know, like all Flying Lotus yeah. stuff is like overboard with the good. gross stuff, and it's just not scary. Like, gotcha. <clears throat> well, unfortunately, it was a one time thing, and you can never see it again. It's a bummer. <laughs> they they took it down. Down, got rid of it. Back into the vault. I just, you know what I just got back from seeing. What's that? You're never, you're never gonna guess. No, you're never gonna guess. But I was just at the the theater to see, and I just got home in time for recording. No, what what would you say? Ticket to paradise. (laughs) Oh my god. Ticket to paradise. Uh. Okay. All right. So tell me yeah. about this. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say. This movie is brought to you by the government of Bali, or I should say their tourism board, I guess, because that's that's the movie. Bali is really nice, which I'm sure most people probably knew. But this gives you like visual proof that it's incredible, and that's pretty much what you got. You got Julia Roberts and George Clooney. They like they have 
the most basic of chemistry together. Um, it to me was just kind of like it's just so broad, you know. Or it's trying to like do this insight stuff, but it doesn't really have any insight. It's just broad, like uh, a Hallmark card type stuff, which is. I knew that's what it was going to be going in because the the crowd that I saw it with, which I gotta say, it was pretty crowded in that theater. Uh, there were a certain of a certain age group, and they were fucking eating it up. They were having a goddamn time of their life, you know. I was not as much as them. I was having a very, you know, it's an inoffensive movie. It's a gorgeous location, and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't this isn't terrible. Stuff is happening. It looks nice there. I want to go to Bali, but. I'm never going to remember this goddamn movie. I mean, at least it has some good people in it. I mean, Julie Roberts and George Clooney you can't go wrong there. I mean, yeah, it's just, but, it's just, you know, it's them having like a, I guess a good time. It's so funny. You most, went to see this out of all the movies. You went to go see this one, which looks like the most nothing burger of a movie ever. That's a very, it's a very much a nothing burger, but this is, this is, um, you know, I'm a good husband. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's what I do. You know, you need me somewhere, I'm there. If you need me to go see Tickets to Paradise, I'll go see Tickets to Paradise. Now, the only thing I didn't like is that, uh, I don't know if prices have gone up, but the price to see a movie at 12 in the afternoon is far more than I'd like it to be. <laughs> I know that. I know that. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess not. maybe prices have gone up. I don't even know. I usually don't pay attention to it. I Yeah, I, I don't either. But, man, I saw it this time. Maybe because I was seeing Ticket to Paradise. So it's more like, hey, let me see how much <laughs> you were, you were ass- assessing it a little bit harsher. Just writing it in my little book. Okay, that's $30 for Ticket to Paradise. All right. For me, it's like... They could have just charged me one dollar. They could have charged me a thousand dollars. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, what. like I don't know. Like the price, if that was at like a you know like a seven o'clock, eight o'clock p.m. showing, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But like a tw- you know, like an afternoon, like the first matinee. showing of the yeah. yeah matinee. I'm just like, man, imagine if I would have got my what I normally get my cherry icy, my white cherry icy, Ooh. and and my pretzel bites Ooh. with my cheese. What, what, like that's like half my grocery bill. It's ridiculous. <laughs> when did this thing? I mean, is this even a new movie? When did this come out? It came out this weekend, buddy. I saw oh. it opening weekend. Oh shit! Ticket to Paradise. Maybe that's why it was so expensive. I don't know. Hmm. There you go. Nothing. Nothing burger. I'm shocked. They don't like each other. They're divorced and they don't like each other. But guess what? They get guess together at the end. You have to watch it to find out. <laughs> but you could be on to something, buddy. <laughs> you have a sound theory. <laughs> Which it just, it, like, it makes no sense. Because, like, they truly hate each other, like, a lot for many years. And then it's just like, ah, let's give it another shot. It's just like, fuck. It's ill advised. Don't do this. Mm. All right. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's where I end it. I ended on a high note. Tickets Paradise. Top it. Okay, let's take a look at what we have in theaters this week. Pray for the Devil. That's a par movie coming out. I actually don't know too much about this. 
but maybe I'll give it a look. I don't know. Uh, we also have Till, which is the uh, Emmett Till biopic, which I can't imagine is a, a fun watch. No, I would not. I would not think so. And on VOD, I don't have too much because I didn't have time to update the calendar this week, but I do have the murder podcast on the 26th on the 27th. I have something called feed me. And then on Netflix this week, we have the good nurse on the uh, 26th robbing Mussolini. And then on the 27th, we have Cece and beyond the universe. And then all quiet on the Western front which is on the 28th. That's a biggie. All right. And then Blu-ray this week. Got the usual suspects coming out in 4K. Dress to Kill coming out in 4K. Nope. It's coming out. If you haven't seen that yet, highly yeah. recommend. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 from 1986. Um, Shout Factory is putting out the last detail in 4K. Uh, the Changeling from 1980 is getting a 4K release. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Satan's Little Helper from 2004. The Amityville Curse from 1990. Um, uh, Vortex, that's the Gaspar No one. Uh, the Invitation from earlier this year, which is the vampire one. I heard is quite bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. So, hmm. mm. Pinocchio nine six four from nineteen ninety one. This is a this is one that we covered on the the nineties podcast a couple Halloween's ago, and it was uh it was pretty messed up that one. I would imagine it was yeah it was during a messed up time in in Japanese cinema. The House by the Cemetery from 1981. That's going to be on a the a Blue Underground release. Children shouldn't play with dead things. That's a 50th anniversary edition. Cutter's Way from 1981. What's on the Criterion this this week? Uh, we got one Criterion, and that's uh, Casey Lemon's Eve's Bayou from 1997. Chock full of uh, special features. So you get in the, a director's cut, and the director's cut has uh, audio commentary, and you're also getting the theatrical cut, both of them 4K restorations, and then a bunch of like new interviews and stuff. Nice. I saw that movie like ages ago, and I just I don't remember too much about it, but I remember it was a pretty big deal when it came out. Yeah, I, I I've been wanting to see this for a while. So I'm pretty excited for this. Cool. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. Follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. And if you have a minute, consider giving us a review on iTunes. That'd be great. For Kevin Reichstrahl, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week.